Richard Nowak loves birds. Since 2010, he's devoted his life to saving domestic and wild non-native birds. He started an organization committed to rehoming, rehabilitating, and education in the Salt Lake, Utah, and Davis County, along with other areas of the western United States for the benefit of birds' conditions in urban areas. He runs the Avian Sanctuary and Protection Center. On July 22, 2022, the Division of Wildlife Resources killed more than 70 birds in the sanctuary's driveway in West Valley City. Citing concerns over avian influenza, they arrested Nowak. Please, for your consideration, listen to his story. There's a link in this episode's description, not only to the Avian Sanctuary and Protection website, but also a link to donate to this amazing nonprofit. And now, I give you a special Foxtrot short call. A fox in the hen house. So you want to introduce yourself? Uh, that was that was pretty. I just like that you were. Uh, that, yeah, you seem pretty bit like phone call after phone call. You get a lot of phone calls, huh? Yeah, sometimes in the spring we get forty or fifty phone calls a day. A day. A day. Yeah. Wow. So it can be very busy. Dang. <laughs> I rolled up and yeah. So you're like a one man operation now. You got your one dude out there helping you. Is that? Is that? Yeah. Um, well, I have two volunteers today. Two volunteers. Okay. I have one part time worker that works uh, four days a week. Okay. So you do have paid employees? Yes. Okay. And I noticed, I'm an electrician myself, so I had to go to the Department of Public Licensing. I noticed that you had to deal with Doppel as well, which is a very, very fun place to deal with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with the government's always so much fun, right? But, um, yeah, so you even have a license, like, you're registered to do this, yes? I am. Yeah. I am. So, okay. Yeah, we're registered with the Commerce Department for the state of Utah as a charity. Okay. c 3 Right on. So, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit, just to like, your name, like when you got started, how long you've yeah. been doing this? Well, my name is Richard Nowak. I've uh, been dealing with birds since the early 70s. So, 70s? Yeah, 70s. Okay. And um, I've also worked with Tracy Aviary. I spent seven years with them. So okay. that was a great experience as they work with birds from around the world. They have a, quite an extensive collection. I actually designed some of the education programs that they used back in early 2002, three, and four. Okay. So I worked in uh, the aviculture, so I would actually be inside of all the enclosures working with eagles and owls and uh, the cranes, and the parrots. It was really a, it was a great experience. It was a learning experience. And they had an extensive library on anatomy for birds and birds habitat and encyclopedias. I would study those anytime I had a break. So that was really educational. Okay. Now, as far as this place, uh, you know, people would bring in birds off the street or been hit by cars or attacked by other animals to the aviary. And if there was wildlife, they would take it and put it behind the counter and then call a rehabber to pick it up. Um, other birds, you know, like chickens or pigeons, they said, no, we don't take them. 
sometimes we'd find them thrown over the fence in the morning or they'd be out in the parking lot or they'd just leave them in the park, which wasn't a good place for them. No. <laughs> so once I left the aviary, I found there there was not a bird rescue in Salt Lake County. So I thought, well, what an opportunity to help the public with their issues of, uh, you know, when they find a hurt animal, they're concerned for it and they want it to survive. So, and there's very few places in Utah that you can take birds. Yeah, I was noticing. <laughs> and then there, I was seeing there was, so you do have, you have actual restrictions to birds you cannot take, like, so there's, you have to turn people away, huh? Well, yeah, certain That's gotta be of, hard. Certain types of wildlife is, are protected by federal laws. Yes. So they have to either go to the wildlife division or, or there are people out there that get special permits to handle wildlife. So, yeah, so, see, that's a, and, and that brings me to my point right here is that's a pretty professional move. Like, you refer them to the proper, the proper channels, right? Like, yes. this goes here, you know, you know the rules. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, that's a good thing. At least they have somewhere else they can go. There's another sanctuary I was going to say because you were saying you're the only sanctuary here. In Salt Lake County. Yeah, <laughs> yeah in Salt Lake County. I mean, he wants to know how many birds you've rescued. He, that was a big question for my buddy. <laughs> well, we keep numbers um, and you records do. of all our birds. So um, the past few years, it's been about 1,200 to 1,300 a year. So on average, about 1,300 birds a year. Yeah, so we've, we've probably rescued over 10,000 birds since we've opened. 10,000 birds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, our first year it was 72, and the next year it was 156, and the next year is, I think, 342. And it, it just kept going up from there. We used to keep a, there used to be a page on our website that had all those numbers on it. Okay. Right on. That's good. That's a lot of birds. But then again, this is your, this is your full-time gig, right? You, it is. Yes. All day, every day, yeah. huh? Yeah. Animal, Eat, sleep, and breathe it, huh? Animals don't read calendars. No, they there's, don't. There's no it's holidays, true. no days off. <laughs> Do you work weekends too? Is this place open? I work every day of the year. That's rough, man. I thought my job was hard. Yeah. <laughs> At least I get the weekend. I make them. I charge them more money, man. <laughs> well, good for you. That's that's like a good thing. That's a good. That's a good thing, man. So, what has been? I would say, what has been like the one of the bigger challenges running your sanctuary? Like logistics, employees, volunteers, monetary. Is it the birds themselves that you, to get like well, to help them? All of those. Subjects. Just every one of them, huh? <laughs> Well, because of the pandemic, um, employees are hard to get. Everybody knows that. There's help wanted signs everywhere. Yeah. We've been They're trying to get time. me to work and my knees busted. <laughs> yeah. So we've been having a hard time finding employees. Um, also, capacity is a problem. Uh, at certain times of year, we've um, actually turned people away because we, we reach capacity. There's only so much space and so much resources that we have. Mm-hmm. So expansion would take more money from more donations, and you know, we're, we're always looking for grants and, and new donors. Okay. So. Get to the end of this. Don't let me forget. Give me all your, uh, I think you have Mahoney's. Yeah, send us all your information. We'll put it on the, the description and all that. Everything that, every way they can donate or help or volunteer or all your yeah. um, information you know, would be great. We had 3,900 hours of volunteer hours, which is, I think it was... 119 volunteers. Okay. So we, we also do community service for courts so people can come here and serve their time. I was going to say for the bad boys, they can play with some birds and yeah. get and get off the hook here. So there you right. go. Yeah, Fly you the know. coop. Right. <laughs> so I guess that brings that next one. I got the how do you get funding. Okay, we got that. 
So then besides monetary funding, I guess volunteer. Is there anything else other than volunteer? Like just, I guess, raise awareness? Is there, is there like just? Yeah, there is. Um, we actually do education programs or, or did before the pandemic. So we'll take our birds into schools, teach uh, fourth grade science. Okay. And we go to senior centers. And also that helps with their mental health and their mood. You're right. Okay. So we like to go do out, outreach programs. Especially with the kids, we like to teach kids that, you know, birds are best left in nature. You know, people bring home ducks and bunnies and that for Easter and then re- later realize that there are a lot of maintenance and then abandonment happens. Ah, oh, that's brutal. So, yeah, so we're, we're an advocate to, to go visit birds where they live. Don't bring them home. Don't bring them. <laughs> <sighs> Man, okay, that's good. All right, um, so recently... Let me know if I'm going to prying too much into into, into this. Um, you've had an issue with, see, back home, where I come from California, long story short, DWR for me with Depart- Department of Water Resources, and they were telling me DWR, so is that the Department of Wildlife what is Resources? It? Resources. Yeah. So it's, okay, I'm still getting used to the Utah stuff. Um, what sparked their interest in what you have going on here? And if you wanted to go into however much you want to go into detail with, what happened there feel free that's all on you just let me know yeah it is yeah it's going to be in litigation probably for months okay but um you know what started it um is basically bird flu has become a big issue again it mm-hmm. was, there was an outbreak in 2015 and some places had to kill a lot of birds mm-hmm. um they said so we, not to cut you off some other places have had to go through the same um yep. situation yes okay Continue, I'm sorry. Yeah, other sanctuaries have had their birds cold, or uh, there was a turkey farm in Taylorsville that was on Buck 13 I'd seen. They tested positive, and they killed all the birds on that property. It was devastating for the farmer. Uh, And if he's a turkey farm, yeah, Yeah. that's his business. Well, my opinion of of bird flu, it's it's like coronavirus. You know, it came in 2019 and, you know, early 2020, at big outbreaks, and we shut everything down, shut the restaurants, the schools no more sports everybody was freaking out now two years later coronavirus was here and it's staying yeah people are still dying from it yes but because we have these vaccines now we have it under better control but it's still here bird flu it's also a virus um, and it's been spreading around a lot of times the wild birds carry it Mm -hmm. so and it's hard to control where they go if they land here or there if they can land in somebody's backyard then their chickens get sick right so it's, it's something that's, that they're frantically trying to control. And when they came over here, they actually killed more than 70 birds right in our driveway in front of us. 70 birds in front of you in your driveway? Yep, me and my employee and one of my volunteers. And then a couple weeks later, I received a letter from the Agriculture Department that said that only one bird had tested positive for bird flu, which... Uh, one in 70. Yeah, and which I'm not inclined to believe because I think they just said that. To just said that to lie to because <laughs> uh, the letter. Did they went, tell you which bird at least or anything? I want to find that out. They said something. Oh, I want to know where it was because we did have one I mean, wild duck in our pond. That would be their smoking gun, right? So, yeah, yeah. and they don't even. Well, I guess you'll find out in court. Obviously, I've I've dealt with the courts myself a little bit back in the day when I was younger and a little hoo ha in trouble. But um, yeah, they used to like to drop a bombshell until you go there but uh that's <laughs> what a kick in the teeth i'm sorry well the, well the letter went on to say and it was really uh, relieving because they 
also mentioned that my birds appeared to be in good health and they said I was didn't seem in their opinion I was not a danger to the com community or the environment right so they felt that this sanctuary is safe after they went through it all so you passed every other test it was just that one little thing yeah, they did they said there was one bird yeah <laughs> is that the only way that they can test the birds is, is no they can they can test them while they're alive so they can totally test the bird while it's alive yeah they, they told me they won't transport them alive because of the potential spread He's pretty fucked up, man. Um, it amazed <laughs> a lot of people. I received a lot of calls right after that story was released. I mean, you're trying to do something good here, you know? And, yeah, it's, that's jacked, bro. Most of the, the ducks that we get are not even wildlife. Like you so. were saying, they're uh, people that just they can't hold the responsibility of taking care of the animal, so... Well, there's another issue, and we've discussed this many times with wildlife, that these mallards that you find in our city parks they don't consider them wildlife because they run up to your car they're not afraid of people they eat bread and popcorn and yeah people always feed the ducks so sure. you can't get wildlife to go to any of our city parks and deal with them because they simply claim they're not wildlife but when i bring them to my sanctuary if they're hurt or their parents are killed then all of a sudden they're wildlife so they're playing a double double standard with me some more that's that'd be the yeah there's some there's an obstacle of litigation of situation huh yeah, so we, we have photos of all the birds that they took. So, well, so you've been good documenting good for you. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, to move forward or just, uh, you know, basically I have to stay away from city ducks until I get it. But that sucks because that... street duck. You know? Yeah, you're, you're going to have to do more of the, well, you have to go over here for that and refer them somewhere else. And that's kind of, you, you want to, I'm going to guess if you could... Every animal, every avian uh, creature that they bring in, you're willing to help, right? But there are right. certain ones that, like I said, like you were saying earlier, and I got you at the phone call, you have to refer other ways because yeah. of legal obligations. Which, I mean, that right there would tell me, like, you'd have to put past, because this is obviously your passion, yes? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is like, this is what you do. Yeah, these, <laughs> these birds have personality. They're, they're just hanging out by the water cooler over here after they had a good meal. Yeah. So. I mean, they're, let's, let's go, let's, let's, uh, I'm pretty afraid with you, huh? And they're more afraid of me, look at that. But, they're just some ducks, man. I mean. Yeah, so there's been a shift in, um, employees down at DWR. Yeah. Because um, we actually worked in Sugar House Park in 2012, there was birds dying of botulism. And the DWR actually did come down and test some of them and verifying that's what it was but said you know it's your problem <laughs> <laughs> they weren't going to help them because they didn't consider them wild so they called animal control and to clean up all these dead bodies and they said hey it's your park it's your problem so they didn't know what to do and they were even on tv and it's a bad pr for the park so i offered our help because we know how to treat them right so okay if we get them in early stages they can be um, evacuated and hydrated and we can get them back to health and we take them back to the boat. And DWR knew that because they would come here and they would see we had mallards and you know even other types of birds and I explained to the officer what we were doing with them and he was fine. Mm -hmm. He's retired. Now there's a new one and he's not having that same kind of story. So, so a shift in management yeah, over on that yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. plus uh, this avian flu on, on top of it. 
it would seem to me it would be more productive if somebody did take in a bird that was showing symptoms of bird flu and was sick to get it out of circulation, take it off the streets. Yeah. So a lot of people are frantically calling around trying to find places to take birds and that nobody's taking them right now mm-hmm. because of this bird flu. I think it would be a better for the environment and for the populations to, if one is sick, get it out of circulation. Don't leave it in the park because nobody will take it. Okay. What, um, you see peacock stuff like that? Like, what is one of the rarest birds you've ever taken in? Like, that you were like, whoa. <laughs> this like I've never this shouldn't this bird have you ever had to take it I should say have you ever had to take in a bird that's not native to Utah in any way shape or form like really is out there we've had emus emus I know emus yeah, my uncle had very, an emu farm very tall yeah <laughs> wait you that's a large bird mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a it's like an ostrich yeah. it is yeah they're related they're both um, ratites. Okay. So ratites are birds with solid bones, so they're pretty heavy also. Yes, it was a big animal. My, my uncle had an emu farm back in the day uh, up in Nevada City outside of California, in, in Northern California, and they their eggs were massive. Yeah. Delicious, by the way. Eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very creamy. Uh, yeah, very very good very good omelet they make. I love those. Yeah, well, they did get the animal control excited when one escaped. So they had about six trucks. <laughs> they didn't know how to get Then the emu escape. Where was this emu escape? <laughs> well, actually, when we first moved here, we were putting up the fences, and they was able to, they can jump a six-foot fence. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. They were big. These, those things, they move. Yeah. Yeah. And they can run at 30 miles an hour. 30 miles an hour. Goddamn. But yeah, they, they had them cornered in a yard and were scared to get next to them. Their toenails were about two inches long. Yeah, they got like a talon. They're like a raptor. That big, yeah. Almost, you, know, you can hear that thing. I've been kicked. They kick very hard. <laughs> Is there anything else like you want to bring up? I mean, I know my questions are pretty vague and out there, but you know, if there's if there's anything else you want to say, by all means, man, like we're here, we're here to help. Well, there's a there's a GoFundMe page out there. I'm pretty sure it's on Facebook. Um, I'll give you the link here to, in a minute. Yeah. yeah. The GoFundMe is specifically for for legal costs. Okay. Know, litigation of what we've been going through. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're hoping to get some good answers. Um, at least through court of you know where we stand with this um you know we feel we've got a pretty good chance of prevailing because there's a lot of this what they call gray area animals which they don't attend to so and it was pretty tragic for the animals and i don't, don't believe we're if we wanted to sue them we have to get permission from the government to sue them <laughs> so, right so it's just really unfortunate so we've been working on trying to make new protocols and restructure to try to prevent any of this type of thing happening again and again i say i was uh, happy to see a letter from the agriculture department that said our animals look healthy mm-hmm. and it didn't appear to be an issue with the public or the community right on so. what, 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 what uh we got going on here i see some chickens is that turkey are those little turkeys in there what are th- those are uh, guinea fowl guinea fowl oh, those are also another unique bird my cousin loved uh, the polishes because they had little moat they had little uh little yeah, afros we have one of those also you have a polish i like those chickens those are cool yeah, if you see this bird has polka dots so they're, they're just starting to get all their polka dots on okay a guinea fowl guinea fowl yeah. is that usually a pet or is that way what is it um well in other countries they just they raise them like chickens for meat okay so, so it's a farm bird yeah yeah. But yeah, they have a unique song. The males will uh, 
or the females will start and the males will finish. So it sounds like all one song. They sing. They sing, yeah. They're, uh, they're probably another month away from doing their calls. All right. What's uh, you got? You got any? Uh, do you have a? Uh, well, they kind of cleaned you. Uh, birds? Like, is there anything interesting you got going on right now? You want to show me any? Uh, any well, cool we birds? Have a few parrots. Let's go yeah. check out a parrot. Yeah. Grab this one. Yeah. So we have had to move a lot of our parrots because um, we also the DWR brought animal control so they wanted to count how many we had and keep us under control mm-hmm. is there a limit to how many i mean is it a square footage thing is it a yeah it's yeah um, all the agriculture animals are limited to the acreage that we have okay uh, they threw something new at me which is really annoying is they said i can only have four pets so they're counting parrots as pets so i can't run a bird rescue <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a little difficult, yes. So we're going to have to move the parrot operation somewhere else. Okay. So, for now, I just uh, we have a large macaw that he's gone to a new home. That we have a little lovebirds here. Okay, got little guys. Yeah, they can get out together. So, there's 372 different species of parrots in the world. 372 so, different species. It is, 372. This poor guy came from a house where they smoked a lot of cigarettes and animals can get addicted to drugs and alcohol and substances just like we can. Just through, just through the air, huh? That secondhand smoke yeah, will get them? that secondhand smoke will get them. Oh em. my God. So, That's yeah, brutal, dude. When they, when they can't get that fix of nicotine, yeah. they'll start eating their own feathers or another bird's feathers in the same cage and that's what's happened to this one. I was going to say, I've seen uh, where the pigeons and the doves, they roll together. And I remember, because um, I'm from the Bay Area in, in, in California, and there are a lot of pigeons out there, and the doves roll with them, but what happens is there's like a pecking order, right? Yeah. So they always pick on the doves because they were smaller. Yeah. And they would look like that. You'd be like, oh, shit, you know? That's yeah. brutal, man. That's not good. So how'd you get this guy? Yeah, well, the people that were caring for it uh, just decided they didn't want to care for him and thought they were starting to look ugly. And, of course, you know, that's mutilation from the people that owned them because they smoked. No. So we I'm had to separate them, and you know it took more than a month for them to go through some withdrawals, but they're they're perfectly healthy now. But this one won't grow his feathers back on his head. So he's stuck like that. Yeah, he'll be permanently bald. Oh, there's a few of them. Guy. Come, a few of them will come back. Okay. That's about the best he's gonna look. We actually uh, named him Nico for nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nico. Oh, poor Nico. What kind of bird is this guy? What do we got going on here? Yeah, these are parakeets. Those are parakeets. Yeah, from Australia. This one's pretty friendly. What? Yeah. Yeah, I never had a pet bird, man. You know? Yeah. Oh. Parrots are pretty smart, so they each one has a different personality. Yeah. And even some other diets, when we give them treats, we had a cockatoo that like cabbage or uh, see broccoli and carrots. Mm-hmm. So, where most birds like the sweeter things like apples and grapes. And so we got a baby dove. There's a baby. It is. So do you have you have a lot of do? I mean, yes, you're rescuing birds. So is like them having babies an issue? Does that like start like they start multiplying here? Well, we, <laughs> we don't let chickens hatch or geese or ducks. Okay. So. Okay. But we do like to have some young birds. So when we do some of our programs, we can actually put them on display. Okay. So. Right on. Yeah, no, we get quite a few pigeons. 
Like, you should come to my house. I got a lot of pigeons for you. Yeah. <laughs> they like to hide under my solar panels. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's name's Red. I've never seen a pigeon that color. Yeah, well, there's over 300 varieties of pigeons. Yeah. Bird pigeons are pretty smart. They're uh, yeah. smart little guys. And what is it? They use them for the uh, carrier pigeon. Gonna bite me? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I heard that's called an underemployed pigeon. An underemployed pigeon. And they get aggressive. They they don't have enough entertainment. Okay. You ever get any carrier pigeons? They ever come rolling through? Oh. Carrier pigeons. Like 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 one with a little message on its foot or something. You know like. Oh, no. <laughs> you never get a carrier pigeon. Well, we actually did a Studio C. Our birds have actually been on TV. Okay. So we, we did one called The Message, and we brought a pigeon and tied a message to his leg. And okay. The, the, uh, the character set the bird loose. That would fly back to me. Yeah. Repeat the scene. That's cool. Right on. Nico, we see you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You're a happy bird. It's good that you're making noise. You got a comment on that? Okay, thank you. <laughs> all right, all, man. Well, that's pretty cool. I was gonna say. So, do you ever have to like? Um, how time I got on here? Well, I don't know. Um, do you ever have to take? I'm, I'm gonna guess your van here. Do you have to go on location and go get the birds, or do people normally drop them off if they want to rescue a bird? Yeah, it's usually drop off. On occasion, yeah. I've gone to pick up birds. Um, Interesting enough, some of the ducks I picked up that they took, I actually fished out of a swimming pool, and the mother hen was pretty mad, and the mother hen was completely black, it's called a Cayuga, mm -hmm. but the babies that she had looked like mallard babies, and the dad was a mallard. Mm -hmm. So that was fun, that took me a couple hours. And right on. Okay, so there's some adventures there, so... So... You, you, this is this. I shouldn't say like for me being an electrician, it's like I don't know if I want to do that the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm getting to a point, I'm like, ah, you know, maybe I want to do something different or something. Could you ever see yourself doing anything different, or is this it, man? Like, you eat, sleep, and breathe this. This well, is well, this is was my retirement, yeah. I, actually, earlier in life, I had been a mechanic, so. So you had a trade under your belt, okay? Yeah, I had 35 years of that. Um, I was ASC certified. I think, um, at one point they sent me a letter saying I was in the top 5%. Okay. They said that while well, I was, was going to frame it and put it on the wall, but then I thought, well, somebody in the top 4% will walk in. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right. Just when you think you're the best, someone comes around, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've always, um, you know, after work is hobbied with birds. So, so I just, yeah, so... What is it? Uh, do what you love and never work a day in your life, right? Right, yeah. I know, bro. Well, anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to throw out there? I mean, I think we covered just about everything. It's, it's been great talking to you. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you love birds, you can look up our website. It's asaputah.org. Okay. So. Right on. Don't forget. Okay. Well, I guess with that, we're out with the bird man. All right, you guys have a good one. Thank you so much, you guys. We really appreciate it. Check out the link in the description. Donate to this cause. It's a good one. Thanks again. Peace.